Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. God is good. Amen. Well, if you are a guest with us today, or if you missed last week, we are starting, um, this will be the second week in our series on wisdom. We're looking at the book of Proverbs. We might dabble in some other wisdom literature in the Bible. Song of Solomon um, is another uh, wisdom book. But we're going to mainly stick around Proverbs. And we kind of introduced what wisdom is. We introduced the book of Proverbs to you last week. And today, we're going to start with really the starting point of understanding wisdom. By the way, I challenged you last week to read a proverb a day. You'll be on Proverbs chapter 7 today. And a lot of you have been posting on our um, Pembroke groups page. So if you are interested in reading other people's posts, if you're interested in joining the conversation, what's been happening is people have been reading the proverb and then they're sharing the verse that stuck out to them or something that interested them. And so... um, You just can go to the Facebook, go to GCC Pembroke to join the group and we'll accept you and you can follow along. But I've really enjoyed seeing what, how many people have been doing that challenge? Just raise your hand. A few of you guys, a lot of you guys. And so thank you so much. So let's keep doing that. Um, I've been praying for wisdom. One of the things that, uh, it actually works. I read you about James. If any of you lacks wisdom, pray and he'll give it to you generously. I've been praying for wisdom each day. So one of those wisdom things for me, I was going to our town transfer um, station and uh, getting rid of some garbage and uh, my little 10-year-old's with me and we're driving back and I was, the thought passed my mind that here, I'm having a bunch of youth at my house and maybe I should get a burn permit because See, typically, I'm a little bit of this kind of Yankee, even though I grew up in Canada, my mom's from Massachusetts, I'm I'm Yankee. It's like, I don't need more government telling me what I can and can't do. (laughs) But the Bible says that I, wisdom is I should follow the rules of the land. And so, so I'm sitting there, I'm like, I've burned a lot of fires and I've never had a permit. But it probably would be just my luck that I'd set the woods on fire with a bunch of teenagers. And it would not be good. So I went and got a burn permit. Um, so God gave me wisdom. And I'll take an applause for that because I feel really proud that, that I actually followed through on that still small voice. Um, Try to do that. But that was a really practical thing. That God gives you wisdom in really practical ways sometimes. Well, we have to start at the beginning. So if you have your Bibles, and uh, I'd really encourage you, uh, just a suggestion, but I think we grow better, we learn better um, when we take notes. And then I also give you some references that I can't, I don't have time to go into all of those things, but you can jot those things down and, and refer back to them later in the week. But if you turn to Proverbs um, chapter 9... Verse 10, chapter 9, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Can we say that together on the count of three? One, two, three. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. 
So, so we have to understand the very beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Now, a lot of people have, have told me, and they've asked me this question over the years, what is the fear of the Lord? Should we be afraid of God? Um, well, that's a trick question. He's, he's a good father. Our God is a good father. But if you were to think about um, being a kid, put yourself back, maybe you're still a kid, a teenager or younger in here, or if you're in your 70s or 80s, remember back when you were a child and you knew you were doing something wrong and mom and dad might be finding out. There's a little bit of a fear, right, that, oh my. So in that regard, okay, there might be some fear. But the fear of the Lord is really not to be afraid. And we're going to go into that a little bit. The challenge is, though, is we've gotten so comfortable with God that I don't think we fear him or understand how to fear him um, in this culture. It's interesting, there's different cultures in the world today in in Africa, and it has to do with your power structure, in Africa is very much still a very high power culture. So if you have a leader, um, the distance between the leader and the people is a big distance. It was interesting, I was listening to um, some news show um, the other day, and they were just, actually it was a podcast I was listening to, and they're referring to President Trump as... You know, the guy, Trump, you know, really very, um, in my mind, disrespectful, but yet in our culture here in the United States, our power structure is such that if you have a leader, the people feel like they're equal to the leader or above the leader. And so, so you have this idea that, that that filters in with our relationship with God in the West, so think about that a little bit. We, we begin to start thinking that, that Jesus is somehow our homeboy. Hey, Jesus, you my homeboy. And in the reality, he is our friend. Jesus is our friend. But, but, but do, we, do we just treat Jesus in such a casual way? Do we treat God in such a casual way that somehow... He's there just to forgive our sins and we can just kind of live our life. I would say that's a, that's a challenge for us. And I would suggest that we need to relook at what the fear of the Lord is, which is the beginning of wisdom. Romans 1, if you'll turn there with me, Romans 1, verse 21 through 22. This really begins to depict, unfortunately, what we do in the world without Jesus is we try, we do want wisdom, but when we try to get wisdom on our own accord, some of you are going to college this year and you're going to get a lot of knowledge and you're going to get some wisdom. But again, that's knowledge and wisdom in the worldly sense. And this is what transpires. Romans 1, 21 says this. For although they knew God, he's my homeboy, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. 
But they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Here we go. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. They became fools. But they thought they were wise. It's interesting. It says, although they knew God. For although they knew God, they did not honor him. So here's the key. We're going to start getting this fear of the Lord. There's got to be some honor to that. How do we do that? Well, we're going to jump into this. What is the fear of the Lord? I would say the fear of the Lord begins by understanding to have a continual awareness of the Holy Spirit. I think it's important to understand the Trinity when we talk about the fear of the Lord because all three are part of the Godhead. So we have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells in us, for those who have asked for the Holy Spirit, those who have given their life to Christ. There's the, you receive the Holy Spirit when you, re, when you ask Jesus into your life, that there's a greater measure of the Holy Spirit when you After you're a believer, you say, come fill me, Holy Spirit. Jesus is our Savior. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father now. He's the one who advocates us to before God. God's really our judge. And so when we live our life and we mess up and Jesus is there, man, no, 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 he's my son. He's he's the daughter. And I advocate for them and, and their sin is not held against them because of the work that Jesus has done on the cross. So, so God doesn't condemn us. But, but, and when we know that, then all of a sudden we feel like, well, that's great. I'm, I'm a, it's almost like Jesus' get, get out of jail free card. I can just live my life. And then we miss the very essence of what the fear of the Lord is. Am I okay here, guys? Do I need to adjust this? Okay. And so, so we have to begin, first of all, Number one, the fear of the Lord is a continual awareness of the Holy Spirit, which would be like me going um, down to the transfer station and me being able to be aware enough to say the Holy Spirit saying, Mark, do what's right. Get a burn permit. (laughs) You see, is that really the Holy Spirit or is just that just common sense? Well, yeah, it's common sense if I had common sense. But being I didn't have much common sense, the Holy Spirit had to do one of these, uh, hello, can you do what's right, please? <laughs> Number two, the fear of the Lord is a deep reverence for God. That's the honor part. I'm going to give you a verse, um, Job chapter 38 through 41. If you want a good reading of of really understanding the sovereignty and the majesty of God and the authority that he has, read Job chapter 38 through 41. It begins to put it in perspective. See, in our culture, when we begin to kind of like understand power or authority as almost this, I'm on the same level. 
we forget that God's ways are not our ways. He is our creator. He formed the earth. His power, his majesty can't even be comprehended. And so we should come to him with great reverence and great honor. Now he loves you like a father. He loves you like a father, but we must not ever take his love as permission to mistreat our relationship with him. Number three. And then we must have a sincere commitment to obey Jesus. The fear of the Lord is a sincere commitment to obey Jesus. So how do we obey Jesus? Well, he's known as the word. So I know if you think that if you don't read your Bible, then you don't have to obey Jesus. Like it's the, you know, those three little monkeys, see no evil, hear no evil, do no evil. Like we kind of like pretend. We're still held accountable to our ways by even if we're not reading the Bible. But if you want to know how to please God and how to live the life that he wants to to bless you with, then be in the word of God and find out what he is asking of us and then obey it. Now, I understand I'm human like you're human. I fail. Maybe you don't fail, but I fail. That's why we need a savior. We're not perfect. We can't even earn. We can't be good enough to earn God's favor. We need a savior. We need Jesus. But he does ask us to be in the word and he does ask us to obey him. You guys aren't too excited about this message yet this morning. I'm a little concerned. I know it's some a little bit heavier stuff this morning. But why do we fear God? Because it's the beginning of wisdom. And when it's the beginning of wisdom, wisdom will actually, when we apply wisdom to our life, what did I say last week? It will give you the prosperity in your life. It will give you a good life. It will give you long years. So let's start where we need to start and understand the fear of the Lord. Well, here's the other thing. Jesus told a parable in Luke chapter 12 of a rich farmer. Now, he was using worldly wisdom, his crops. He had bountiful crops, and he said um, in that process, you know, what am I going to do with all this extra grain? I know I'm going to tear down my barns, and I'm going to bring build bigger barns, and then for years I can fold my hands, and I can drink and be merry. And then Jesus says in this parable, he says, Oh, you fool. You thought you were wise. But the reality is you didn't even know what I had planned for your life. And the parable says that the Lord was going to take his life. And he was unawares. And so this is why we need to live our life, the fear of the Lord, being aware of the Holy Spirit. And allowing him to speak to us and that we would respond to him.
This is a great little statement if you want to write this down. It won't be a slide. But when we are in the right position, we gain wisdom. When we're in the right position, we gain wisdom. And I would say this position might just be like this. Oh, Pastor Mark, are you serious? I, I, I don't know. Why, why don't you try that sometime? I don't do it. But I might just challenge myself now that I just did that in front of you. <laughs> because it's the right position. Yeah, it's, and I'll tell you another position. Thank you for that. Another great position is this. All that I have is yours. I'm just a steward of what you've given me. You don't have to be afraid to fear the Lord. That's the thing I want to make sure you understand. You don't have to be afraid to fear the Lord. It's the beginning of wisdom. And wisdom, remember, when we talked about this last week, let's just go back there for a second. It was Proverbs chapter 4. Get wisdom. Get insight. Do not forget and do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will keep you. Wisdom will keep you. Love her and she will guard you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom and whatever you get, get insight. Prize her highly and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. We talked about you want to be honored. You want to be lifted high. You want to see those promotions at work. You want to see your family thrive. You want to see your finances in good place. You want to, as you go for your education, you want to make good choices along the way. Get wisdom. But the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Not fear, the fear of the Lord. And the fear of the Lord is this continual awareness of the Holy Spirit, a deep reverence for God, and a sincere commitment to obey Jesus. You see, if we don't fear God, then we don't turn to God to say, God, what do you think about this situation? We just go on living our life thinking we know better, and we're going to make the way in our life, but we forget to check in with God, who, by the way, his perspective on things is the right perspective. The Bible says we see through a glass dimly. We do not see the whole picture. But when, when we go to God and when we turn to God, he begins to speak things to our heart that begins to then say, oh, this is what you have planned for my life. This is a perspective you want me to have. Remember, the Bible says in James, if any of you lacks wisdom, ask. I'm going to give you a little acronym or a little saying to go with ask. A-S-K. A. Okay, this one's a hard one. A. It actually stands for ask. <laughs> okay. A, 
S, seek. K, knock. Does that sound familiar? Ask, seek, knock. Matthew 7, 7 says this. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you'll find. And it will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, it will be opened. Church, there is so much that the Lord wants to open up for us. We're just scratching the surface. But I believe that he wants us to begin to grow in our wisdom. He wants to give us greater gifts. He wants to pour more into our life. Are we ready to contain it? You know, I think the other challenge for us is sometimes I don't know if we're completely confident in the blessing that God has for us. Some of you who have lived in lack, who grew up in difficult situations in life, um, might not know what, and even kind of cringe at the word prosperity. I'm not talking about wealth and riches. I'm just talking a prosperous life. I'm talking about a life with God's favor. And and you know, isn't it interesting that we say this and it's almost like, oh, we we can't ask for God's favor. That, That just sounds too extreme. Really? Do you think it's wrong to be blessed by God? Do you think it's wrong to have live a prosperous life? God wants to have his children look different than the world. That that they're marked not only by their love, but also by their joy, by their contentment, by their peace, but also by their wisdom. that your family will look differently because you're going to parent according to God's word. That you and your workplace, the integrity that you have in your workplace is going to be different than other employees. Why? Because you're living according to God's word and you're applying his wisdom. And you're listening to that still small voice of the Holy Spirit that says, Hello, will you listen? Say, yeah, I'm listening. Then we stand up in the face of obstacles and we have courage because we know that God is above all things. See, don't you like that God is so far above us? See, if God was just an equal with us, oh my. I have a hard enough time to rule my own life. But it's comforting to know that God is way above us. 
Not proximity, because he's with us, but way above us in his majesty, in his holiness. He's perfect. And he loves us. He gave his son to die for us and that's how much he loves us. But if we treat him as our homeboy, so casual, if we don't know how to have respect for him, maybe we're going to lack in wisdom because the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Would you continue on with the challenge this week of reading Proverbs? You'll be on Proverbs chapter 7 today. It literally takes five minutes. But it begins to get the word in your heart and allows God to speak to you. I don't know about you, but I'm changing. As I continue to ask God for his wisdom, I find that there's something happening inside of me. I'm becoming a better husband, better father. I'm understanding those things that maybe aren't as healthy for me that that I need to shift in my life. I'm responding to the still small voice of the Holy Spirit. That's what wisdom will do for us but it starts by understanding the fear of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word. Lord, we thank you so much that you have just a deep, deep love for each one of us. Lord, help us understand that we don't have to be afraid to come close to you. Father, I pray if anyone right here today, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray that. I'm going to ask you to respond by just raising your hands. You can keep your eyes closed, but any one of you that did not have a good father relationship, would you just slip up your hand real quick? put them down. I do know that it's really hard to understand how good a father is when we haven't been modeled by our own fathers. So Father, I pray right now that everybody's hearts are open to you, that your presence is here, that you would help them understand how good of a father you are. They don't run it through a faulty filter of their own earthly father because our earthly fathers are broken men. But you're whole and you're good and you're perfect. Help us understand who you are, Father, that that we can desire to come close to you. Lord, I also ask that you fill us with your Holy Spirit today that you just continue to pour into us a greater measure that our spiritual ears would be so sensitive to you speaking to us. Give us a, a deep desire to be in your word, Father. Let us not 
get distracted by life, so busy in life that we're not in your word that will that will feed our soul. Give us more wisdom. Give us more wisdom. Lord, I just deeply love this congregation. You know that. But Father, I also know there are people here today that come with deep hurts and pain, concerns in life. Maybe they've just walked out of a failure, maybe a failed marriage, maybe a poor choice that brings them to this place here today. And so, Lord, I just pray that you'd bring healing. Let them experience your forgiveness. Let them experience your great love. For those who are new with us this morning, Father, let them understand this can be their family that this is always an open family. It doesn't matter where you come from. But Father, you know why our mission statement is why it is. We are a Jesus-centered church. Growing together. Building disciples to transform our communities. That transforming our communities goes along with the word, Lord, that was spoken to us this morning, that we need to take something of you out of this place and share it with the world around us. So, Father, I pray this week, would we do that? That we would share your goodness with somebody else. That we would let your love beam through us this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, We're going to worship for a little bit, but at the end... We have our elders and prayer team that would love to pray with you. And they'll just, Pastor Richie will invite them up uh, when he feels they're ready for him to do that. And uh, we want to make sure if you if you need prayer today, that we have an opportunity to pray with you. And thank you for enduring the little mic issue this morning. I, I really want to say, church, I love you. I really do. And And it's a privilege to serve you. And I'm seeing how you're growing. Man, those Facebook posts, you guys are coming alive. And it's so, so encouraging. Keep pressing in, church. God has so much more for us, but we've got to keep pressing in. Can you do that? Press in this week. Press in. Ask for wisdom. All right, guys. Love you. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com. 